Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Just me today. The other boys weren't able to make it, so it's just going to be me today. But we're going to be covering some stuff today. So to begin, hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast with your host, Right Worship Brother George Mudry. The other two are uh, not here. They uh, they canceled on me. Joe was talking about cramps, something about a headache, I don't know, bloating, a lot of all that stuff. And uh, Ken right now is playing in a bounce house at a kid's party. So it's just going to be me, but today we're going to be covering the episode 194, the Leo Taxil host. Uh, this was put on to me by a brother. Um, I don't remember his name, and I apologize for the brother to the brother who uh, who told me about Leo Taxil, but uh, I said I'm going to definitely check into this. So here I am. I also got uh, another person I was talking to, uh, our newest Discordian, uh, Zachary Taylor, who uh, was putting me on to something about the Pope, who was a Freemason. I can't remember which one, because I don't have the information in front of me, but uh, we're going to be covering that in a later episode, too. But first, let's go to the housekeeping. Um, for new subscribers, the only thing I have is YouTube. Why? Because gold, uh, Zuckerberg don't like me. Uh, we're going to cover this here. Joseph Van Howe, Brent C. Uh, archery Addict. That's pretty cool. I suck at archery. I'm a hell of a shot, though, with uh, rifles and pistols, but uh, archery, no. Uh, Siphone, David Johnstone, Sla. Let's see here. Who else we got? And that's it. So to those brothers and friends who liked, subscribed, and clicked on a little bell, please do if you uh, like the channel. <clears throat> uh, let's do a toast for you. Brethren, right hand to arms. Ready, aim, fire, good fire, fire all. Together. Vivat, vivat, vivat. Thank you very much. Uh, Alex the Viking, yo, can we toast to Joe? He helped me out big time this morning after my wife's car accident. Joe, uh, we talking about Zanino? Uh, Matt Goldswizzle, I deleted my Facebook. Wasn't doing me any good. Yeah, I'm all set with Facebook. Um, uh, for my own reasons. But um, Freemason Podcast is still on uh, on there. Ken, Rafferty, Joe, all monitor that. Uh, I may or may not pay attention to the Instagram. That's a little inside secret. And uh, we're also on Twitter as well. <clears throat> uh, Alex, just let me know if you're talking about Joe Zanino. If that's the case, then... Uh, yeah, I most certainly will toast him. Um, 
But uh, we're going to get into this Leo Taxil thing momentarily. First thing I want to check out, though, is I just want to make sure we don't have any more Apple reviews. If we do, they get toasted separately because every time you review, uh, uh, write a review, not just rate, but you review us, it helps us out exponentially uh, with um, getting out to more people. So we appreciate it. Uh, nope, the last one I have is still born to whatever. I'm only here because Puppet George had Puppet George riding riding shotgun with me here. Um, but let's get into this. Um, it, oh, uh, Alex the Viking, he said, yeah, Joseph Zanino. So, yeah, we'll give a toast to Joe. I won't bust his balls too hard for not being here. He's got a migraine or whatever. So uh, I know he ran like 11 miles today. That's freaking insane. I can do 11 miles just in the back of an EMT. So, uh, yeah, we'll toast to uh, Brother Joe. So uh, to Brother Joseph Zanino, right hand to arms. Ready? Aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, everyone. Vivat, vivat, vivat. All right, let's get into this. Leo Taxil. Um, there's a. Uh, I'm following this on Wikipedia. We all know Wikipedia tells the truth, but hey, this is what I'm going off of. Um, the Taxil host was an 1890s hoax of exposure by Leo Taxil intended to mock not only Freemasonry, but also the Catholic Church's opposition to it. Interesting. Taxil and Freemasonry. <clears throat> Taxil was the pen name of Marie-Joseph Gabriel Antoine Johan Pass. Uh, I'm not French, so bear with me. Um, I mean, his first name is Marie. I definitely would have changed it to something else. Uh, who had been accused of Libel, I don't know what that is, regarding a book he wrote called The Secret Loves of Pope Pius the Ninth. On April 20th, 1884, Pope Leo the 13th published an encyclical Humanum Genus, okay, that said that the human race was separated into two diverse and opposite parts, of which the one steadfastly which of which the one steadfastly contends for truth and virtue and the other of those which are contrary to virtue and truth the one is the kingdom of god and earth namely the true church of jesus christ the other is the kingdom of satan at this period however the partisans of evil seem to be combining together and to be struggling with a united vehemence led on uh, led on or assisted by that strongly organized widespread association called the Freemasons. All right, here we go. After this en analytical, I think it's called analytical, encyclical or something like that, whatever, it doesn't matter. Taxil went under, uh, underwent a public fiend conversion to Roman Catholicism and announced his intention of repairing the damage he had done to the true faith. He produced the first book by Taxil after his conversion was a four-volume history of Freemasonry, which he which contained fictitious eyewitness verifications that their participant uh, that their participation in Satanism. This is wrong. This is absolutely wrong. Uh, with a collaborator who published as Doctor Carl Hacks, well, he's a freaking hack. Taxil wrote another book called Les Dabelle. Something in French, the devil in the 19th century, which introduced a new character, Diana Vaughn, a supposed descendant of the Rosicrucian alchemist Thomas Vaughn. 
uh, can do you think George can read the sh- uh, can run a show and read the comics at the same time? Yes, I can. <laughs> uh, the book contained many tales about their encounters with incarnate demons, one of whom was supposed to have written prophecies on her back with its tail, and the other who played the piano while the shape of a crocodile. Oh Christ! So. So for everybody who says that we're, we're Satanists and devil worshipers, this is where it came from. This is where it came from. The guy who says that a demon was writing on the back of somebody in prophecy and the other one was a freaking crocodile. Oh, my God. Uh, this is already getting stupid. But Diana was supposedly involved in satanic Freemasonry but was redeemed uh, when one day she professed admiration of Joan of Arc at whose name the demons were put to flight. As Diana Von Taxil published a book called Eucharistic Novena, a collection of prayers in which were praised by the Pope. All right, so here's we're, we're getting into this now. This guy is clearly trying to gain favor. That's all it boils down to. He's trying to, to get favor, also sell some books. You know, the downside of this is he can't read at the best of times. Jai, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got, I got, it's fine. It's fine. You guys can just, just light me up in the comments. That's fine. I'm reading them all. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you, Josh. I appreciate that. First person to get George to break concentration and break down laughing wins. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best there. Um, so for me, this guy, Leo Taxil or whatever his name is, Marie, whatever the hell, um, I bet he's a redhead. Guarantee it. Um, he he's clearly trying to gain favor and i think he's trying to gain favor see this is the problem with people who um you you're trying to make a living for yourself and i cannot i cannot shit on anybody who is trying to make a living for themselves but when you use something or you you defame somebody else to make a living that's pretty garbage that's that's a pretty crap move um did he move? Maybe he might have moved. They're, uh, they're saying, did Papa George just move? That's creepy. Maybe. <laughs> he flies off the table, though. I'm going to end this podcast real fast. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but I think this guy, he, that's what he's trying to do. And he's he's doing it two things. One, he's trying to gain favor. And again, understand at this time, you know, the Catholic Church is still, you know, people still are. Uh, Roman Catholicism is, is pretty popular. Like people, I mean, even to this day, people lean on the Catholic Church and Catholicism as they should, um, is a part of faith. So when you have a guy who <clears throat> is writing books, basically taking a crap on Freemasonry, and the Pope is saying, yeah, this is great. This is, this is awesome. People are going to, they take the um, endorsement of the Pope to this guy. So he, he's making a profit off of bad mouth and somebody else. And that's just kind of shitty. But Paladists. In the Taxil hoax, Paladists were members of the alleged theistic Satanist cult within Freemasonry. There is no Paladist. Um, according to Taxil, Paladinism was a religion practiced within the highest orders of Freemasonry. Again, I'll reiterate this. I've seen some stuff. I've been in Freemasonry for a while. I've never seen anything like this. Adherents worshipped Lucifer and interacted with demons. 
All right. In 1891, Leo Taxil and Adolphe, yeah, French last name, claimed to have discovered a paladin society. Now, I just want to be clear about this. There is something that there is a widow's son's paladins and it's it's part of it. I don't know exactly. I'm not a paladin. I'm not a, a widow's son. So I don't know the connection between why they call themselves paladins. Maybe it just sounds cool. I really don't know. Um, I'll have to ask. Uh, I'll have to get widow's sons up here again. Maybe they can explain that to us a little bit better because this is the first time I've actually seen the word paladin outside of that. Uh, you're not high enough to degree. You haven't learned that yet as Alex Jones. Yeah, Josh, he's saying I'm not a high enough degree. Um, <laughs> well, I'm all set with going any higher because uh, I have enough dues cards to start a fire. Uh, let's continue on here, though. Um, written by Dr. Batley, Batley uh, alleged that the paladin, uh, paladinists were Satanists based in Charleston, South Carolina headed by American Freemason Albert Pike and created by the Italian liberal patriot and author Giuseppe Mazzini. Uh, Arthur Edward Waite debunked, uh, debunking the existence of a group in the devil worship in France or the question of Lucifer. Um, it's in chapter two, the mask of masonry. Uh, he reports, according to the, uh, according to the reports, the work of Domenico Margilata, um, was a Masonic diabolical, uh, hold on one second, and Dr. whatever the hell his name is, um, the Order of Paladin founded in Paris the 20th of May, 1737, and Sovereign Council of Wisdom was a Masonic diabolic order. I've never heard of this. Not in American Freemasonry, um, not in any Freemasonry whatsoever. I've never heard of the Sovereign Council of Wisdom. So... Uh, I mean, we're also going back to 1737. You know, we now have an order of free, in Freemasonry. The way it works is, um, Ken's mic's loose. Uh, in Freemasonry, we have deuce cards. We have lodges that recognize one another as being grand lodges, and their lodges, you know, underneath them. So. <clears throat> Back in 1737, they didn't have that. So there were a lot of fringe organizations. And again, this is where the whole Ordo Ab Keo comes from, uh, Order from Chaos, because the Scottish Rite was a collection of different degrees that were being portrayed in different areas, and they kind of were all jumbled into the Scottish Rite. Uh, being a Scottish Rite mason, I can assure you that there is no order of wisdom. <clears throat> but my point being is there's also what I guess we would call in modern time the clandestine masons or clandestine lodges. So is it perhaps that some of these things were happening? I mean, I guess so. I, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, 1737, you had a lot of other things. You had the Order of the Golden Dawn. You had a whole bunch of other things that were going on in this time. I mean, roughly, this is kind of when the Illuminati was around. Modern Freemasonry does not have anything of this nature. Um, doctor asserted that the women who supposedly be initiated as companions of Penelope, according to Dr. Batali, the society has two orders, Adelph and the companion of Ulysses. However, the society was broken up by French law enforcement a few years after its founding. A supposed Diana Vaughn published confessions of the ex-paladinist in 1895. It is funny though. 
and I have to laugh, how all of these people who were supposed to be part of these orders magically just came out with a book. Now, again, let's go down the list here. The Pope endorsed Taxil. Taxil endorsed Diana Vaughn. They're all, in a sense, making money off of this. Here comes the uh, here comes the um, the oyster, if you will. Confession in April nineteenth, eighteen ninety seven. Leo Taxil called a press conference at which he claimed he would have introduced he would introduce Diana Vaughn to the press. At the conference, instead, he announced that his revelations about the Freemasons were fictitious. Understand at this point, the damage was already done. People already started to read these books, and they were circulated. He, he, the damage was done. He did his thing. And even if you come out and say, yeah, I didn't do that, I mean, it's too late. Um, he thanked the Catholic clergy for their assistance in giving publicity to his wild claims. Of course, of course. To, to different organizations that, I mean, the Catholic Church and, and Freemasonry that don't, well, I mean, Freemasons don't care about Catholicism. Not that we don't care about it, but we're not against them. Uh, but the Catholic Church took a different stance to that, uh, that we were against them. Um, Taxil's confession was printed in its entirety in the Parisi Parisian newspaper. Parisian? Paris? I don't know. It's the freaking Paris newspaper. Le Fronder on April 25th, 1897, titled 12 Years Under the Banner of the Church. The Prank of Paladism, Miss Diana Vaughn, The Devil and the Freemasons, uh, The Devil at the Freemasons, a conference held by Leo Taxil in the Hall of the Geog Geographic Society in Paris. The hoax material is still cited to this day. So he lied. Flat out said he lied. So for all you conspiracy theorists think we're devil worshippers and we do all this bad stuff, this is where it came from. This is where the devil worshipping kind of came from this guy leo taxil so you when you call up there and you you jump in in the uh the news feed and you said we're devil worshipers and you're i see you on you know twitter and how we're satanists and occultists your claims are based on a lie in later interview with taxil in the magazine national magazine an illustrated american monthly volume 24 April to September 1906, pages 20, uh, 228 and 229, Taxil is quoted as giving his true reasons behind the hoax. hoax. Ten months later, on March 31st, uh, 1907, Taxil died. So, uh, I'd have to say this is probably a, a last, kind of like a last confession, if you will. But he writes, members of the Masonic orders understand the false exposure heaped upon that organization in anti-Mason wars. The Catholic Church and many other religious orders have been the victims of these half-written and half and oftentimes venomous attacks. The Confession of Taxil, the French free thinker who first exposed Catholics and then the Masons, makes interesting reading bearing on the present situation today. Similar motives actuate some of the muckrakes of today, I don't know what the hell that means. Um, and indicated in the following confession. The public made me what I am. The arc liar of the period. Confessed Taxil. Exactly. The public bought into his bullshit. Sounds familiar. Sounds like something we still do today. They bought into it. 
The public made him famous. It's basically what he's saying. They made me what I am. And he just kept running with it. Why? Because he was making him money. And giving him fame and fortune and everything else he wanted. He sold his soul, basically. Um, for when I first commenced to write against the Masons, my object was amusement, pure and simple. Right. So he was doing it just to be funny, poking fun at us. Who doesn't poke fun at us? The crimes I laid at their door were so grotesque, so impossible, so widely exaggerated, I thought everybody would see the joke and give me credit for uh, originating a new line of humor. But my readers wouldn't have it so. They accepted my, fable, my fables as gospel truth, and the more I lied for the purpose of showing that I lied, the more convinced they became that I was a paragon of veracity. Yeah. So he, he, he used humor. And then with that humor, um, he realized that they actually took it at face value. And he realized, oh, I got something here. So I'm just going to keep lying <clears throat> and going to keep making money off it, keep being famous. Then it dawned upon me that there were lots of money in Bingo. Then it dawned on me that there was lots of money in being, uh, mo uh, I think that's a Munchausen, of the right kind. And for 12 years, I gave it to them hot and strong, but never too hot. When indicting such slush at the story of the devil snake who wrote prophecies on Diana's back with the end of his tail, I sometimes said to myself, hold on, you're going too far. But I didn't. My readers even told kind, took kindly to the yarn, the yarn, uh, hold on. My readers even took kindly to the yarn of the devil who, in order to marry a mason, transformed himself into a crocodile, and despite the masquerade, played the piano wonderfully well. <clears throat> so there you have it. He's basically coming out and saying, uh, I made wild claims, and people just soaked it up. Why? Because masons were secretive, and we are still are secretive. We're quiet about what we do in our meetings, so people come up with their own things. So when you have this guy coming out with wild claims... It's no different than watching, I don't know, ancient aliens. <laughs> they come out with some wild, I mean, granted, whatever your beliefs are on aliens and everything, but I mean, they come out with some wild, crazy shit on, the, on that show where you're like, come on now, are you kidding me? But people soak it up. They believe it. They take it as face value. That's, that's what they do. So you're going to have a group of people that are going to just, they're going to look at this thing and go, this is bullshit. And they're going to throw it away. And they're just going to put it to the side. Like, I don't believe any of this. But you're going to have people that actually believe this. Um, one day while lecturing at Lille, I told my audience that I had just had an apparition of Nautilus, the most daring affront on human credulity I had so far risked. But my hearers never turned a hair. Hear ye, the doctor has seen Nautilus. This is almost similar to a cult-type mentality, if you think about it. Like, you have David Koresh, who said he was the reincarnation of, reincarnation of Jesus Christ, and his followers believed him. They believed him. Why? Because people need something to believe in. So, I mean, it's pretty crazy that, that people, blind faith is, is, a, is an interesting thing. Uh, they said with admiring glances, of course, no one had clear idea of who Nautilus was. I didn't myself, but they assumed that he was a devil. Again, because this is also what was told to uh, people that everything is the devil. 
foosball is the devil. It's just what they did. Like they, many of the the, I want to say pagan gods, but the gods that came before Christianity, they were they were made demonic. That's what they did. They just it, well, it didn't fall in line with what we believe, so it's demonic. Yeah, that's a that's that's a that's a demon. That's a devil. All right, and people believe it because they need something to believe in, and that's fine. But when you're using it, when you're when you're using it to make monetary gain or popularity, that's kind of shitty. Ah, uh, uh, the jolly evenings I spent with my fellow authors hatching out new plots, new unheard of perversions and truth of and logic, each trying to outdo the other in organized mystification. I thought I would kill myself laughing at some point. These things proposed, but everything went. There is no limit to human stupidity. Ha! Now that is something I can get behind when it comes to Leo. There is no limit to human stupidity. Jim Trensky, I'm just here because the puppet George said I had to be. Uh, he's over there. Um, that's, I mean, I couldn't say it anymore. People, I, I totally agree with this last statement here. Uh, just to think that there are people out there who actually believe these crazy claims that were, we, Christ, what was the last one we had? It was, we had children buried in the basement below the lodge. Like, uh, like I, I I don't know what to say. Like this came from somewhere. This is and this is people you have to understand. These are people that are profiting off of your your belief. Every time you go on their YouTube page, every time you go subscribe to their to their to their website or their Facebook page or something, they're making money off of you at your expense and making you look stupid. Did you actually believe that there are children buried below our lodge? Jesus. Or that we're devil worshippers? Like, we all have families. We're everyday people. We all have shitty jobs that we have to go to after this. We... <sighs> Moving on. The Luciferian quote. Here we go. I have a guy at work... Uh, Jim Trensky. Uh, brother Jim Trensky. I have a guy at work that flips out when I wear my ma uh, mason hat. I love it when he does. Yeah, don't forget we made Steve Gutenberg a star. I have no idea who Steve Gutenberg is. No idea. That was Matt Gold Swizzle. Uh, let's get into this Luciferian quote uh, while you guys are answering that question or those questions. A sense of paragraph, a series of paragraphs about Lucifer are frequently associated with the Taxil host. They read, that which we must say to the world is that we worship a God, but it is God that one adores without superstition. To you, Sovereign Grand Inspectors General, we say this. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, the Sovereign Grand Inspectors General is the 33rd degree of masonry. Uh, that you may repeat it to the brethren of the 32nd, which I am, 31st and 30th degrees. The Masonic religion should be, let me be clear about something. There is no Masonic religion. I'll say it again. No Masonic religion. By all of us, initiates of the higher degrees maintained in the purity of Luciferian doctrine. Okay. Uh, I'm going to finish reading this, and then I'm going to just... If Lucifer were not God, would Adonai and his priest... Calluminate him? Calluminate? I don't know. Freaking big words. I'm a jarhead. What do you want me to tell you? I eat crams. Okay. 
So, so let me just be clear. Uh, if the 33rd degree, so grander, the Sovereign Grand Inspectors General, which is the next degree above what I am in Scottish right, the, according to this quote, it's saying that the Grand Inspectors General repeat it to the 32nd, 31st, and 30th degrees of Freemasonry. I've taken all three of these. There's nothing Luciferian in it. Uh, the 30... Somebody who's uh, watching live who is a Scottish Rite Northern Masonic Jurisdiction Freemason uh, can correct me on this, but I believe it is the 31st degree which talks about uh, Constance. And he's actually a knight defending the... He's in the Holy Land, but he's defending the sepulcher. The Holy Sepulcher. Um, without giving too much away, he leaves the sepulcher to go help his... Crusaders, whatever they are out there, or save the city or whatever he was trying to do, and he dies defending his faith, and he's honored as such. Nothing Luciferian. Yes, uh, here's the next one. Yes, Lucifer is God, and unfortunately, Adonai is also God. For the external law that there is no light without shade, no beauty without ugliness, no white without black, for the absolute can only exist with as two gods darkness being necessary for light to serve as it folds as the pedestal it's necessary to the statue and the break to the locomotive all right that's a lot to unpack there um nowhere have i ever seen this in masonic ritual period i don't need to go any further than that it's not in there i don't even know who the hell adonai is um, Lucifer's God. Yeah, that's never mentioned once. I have no idea who Adonai is. Um, here, this is interesting, the second part, though, uh, because it doesn't... Uh, I guess this could be a reference to a mosaic floor, which is the black and white tiles. Maybe. Uh, I'm just stretching here. I'm trying to empathize with this retarded article or whatever the hell. Um... For external law that there is no light without shade, no beauty without ugliness, no white without black, for the absolute can only exist two gods. So with the exception of that last line, with the absolute can only exist as two gods, uh, that's the, with the exception of that line, there's no light without shade. That could be a reference to a mosaic floor, uh, duality, good and bad, um, perhaps. Um, darkness being necessary for light to serve as... Its foil and pedestal is necessary to the statue. Uh, and then the break without the locomotive. Yeah, it's basically talking about good and bad. You know, yin and yang. Uh, however you want to take it. Good and evil. Uh, last one. Thus, the doctrine of Satanism is, her is a heresy. And the true and pure philosophical religion is the belief in Lucifer. Uh, the equal of Adonai, but Lucifer, God of light. And God of good is struggling for humanity, humanity against Adonai, the God of darkness and evil. Okay. I don't even know how to, we're going to start with this. So first off, none of this doctrine is anywhere in Freemasonry whatsoever. I'm just trying to pick this apart as best as I can and actually just rather than dismiss it, I'm trying to do my, my due diligence to this thing. Um, let's see here. 
I don't even know where to go with this. I mean, granted, this is a we all we, he's our tax sales already admitted that this is all hoax and he made up all this crap. Um, uh, just trying to give it its due diligence, though. Um, this seems to me more like an offshoot of what is already established as a religion, like where he's trying to say that no Satan is actually God in there, but there's another guy who's the bad guy at uh, you have so many offshoots of different religions of different belief systems. So I mean, anything's possible uh, that this was, I mean, I, I got nothing. I mean, we, we are, he already said it's a hoax. I mean, Taxil already said it's a hoax and it is, this is none of this. None of this appears in the 32nd, 31st, 30th. And if it don't appear in those three top degrees of Scottish, right? It damn sure ain't going to show up in the bottom ones. Consequently, you could take it over to the York, right? I'm a Knights Templar, which the degree is surrounded around the teachings of Jesus Christ. <sighs> I got nothing. While this quotation was published by Abel. Yeah. Whatever, another long French name. In this, uh, I'll try it though. Abel Car Clarin de la Rive. I think so. In his Woman and Child in Universal Freemasonry, it does not appear in Taxil's writing proper, though it is sourced as a footnote, footnote to Diana Vaughn's Taxil's creation. Uh. The Paladins are the name of the Greenwich Village Satanist Society, and I mean, this is popular culture, in uh, Val Luton's film, The Seventh Victim. So that's pretty much all I have for, for this. I've read it off of Wikipedia. Um, I don't know what you guys got on this. Uh, you know what I am going to look back, though? Is I want to see what this thing was. Give me one second. Uh... Well, we all know it's crap. I don't even know why I'm looking this up, but what the hell? I'll indulge it. Oh, pfft, interesting. Um, I clicked on when I was at the other one. I clicked on the Masonic Diabolical Order, and then bam, anti-masonry popped up. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, what the hell? I'll read through this real quick, see if there's anything good here. Um. Oh, I was talking about William Morgan, but we've already established that it was uh, that it was Lucinda who who axed him, and then two others after him. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, posters and everything that I'm kind of just thumbing through here, looking at Taxil and all the posters and De La Fronde, which is the newspaper he basically admitted to. Uh, personally, I feel like this guy just he was out to make money. He was he was trying to to he he got an. He, he got a niche that was something that could give him popularity and money, and he ran with it. Um, it's kind of shitty. Uh, this, I mean, then, you know, once, granted, this is kind of like the rise of Freemasonry in Europe. 1737 was kind of when Freemasonry started to kind of pop up. And yeah, it was immediately condemned by the church, instantaneously. So now you have this guy, Taxil, comes out, and he basically gets a a protege which is in diana vaughn um you know it's crazy you know, just something i thought about while i'm sitting here is like i wonder if well this is one of the reasons why freemasons in the 17th century didn't allow women into their ranks interesting they got like we got this bitch diana she's trying to say she's part of us you know what all women you're out <laughs> just a thought 
<laughs> it's kind of shitty, but I mean, anything could have happened. Like, yep, yep, no, she wants to say she's part of us. Well, guess what? We don't allow women in, so it's all crap. You know, Mason's trying to cover their tracks. I don't know if Mason's really cared about covering their tracks back then, but anything's possible. But uh, let's get back on Tax Hill. So he basically found a niche. He, you know, Freemasonry is kind of an up-and-coming thing. Catholic Church didn't like it. Um, my assumption is is that uh, he, I, I mean, I can assume that he tried to get in to Freemasonry. And uh, so, so let's be clear about something here. Just in, in his beginning, he wrote a book called The Secret Loves of Pope Pius IX. That will probably get your ass kicked by the Catholic Church. That's kind of shitty. Um, I, I don't even know where to go. I mean, is it possible that this guy tried to get into Freemasonry? And they're like, "Yeah, no." And they they were just like, "Yeah, no. We don't want slander people. We're trying to keep our, our, our we're trying to keep low here. We don't want people slandering the freaking Pope." And then now all of a sudden, you want to be a Freemason? They probably told him to kick bricks. Maybe I, I mean I'm I'm hypothesizing here. So now, shortly after they told him to kick rocks, he uh, decides, well, you know what? F these guys. I'm going to start writing about Freemasons and how bad they are, and I'm going to convert to Roman Catholicism in order to, you know, get good with the Pope. Now that I tried to go against the Catholic Church and make money off of a book that basically shit on Pope Pius, <laughs> uh, uh, that didn't work. I got to try a different way. And Freemasonry is more of a soft target. So he went and made good with the church. Um, he wrote a book basically saying, oh, yep, uh, the Freemasons are, are, are devil worshipers and Satanists. Again, the, the Pope gave him, a, gave him a, the good old attaboy because, of course, the church already didn't like the rise of Freemasonry. And uh, now he went and took on this chick, Diana Vaughn, and uh, he used her as like kind of his Ponzi. Or as understudy, if you will. And uh, they both made money off it. And he later goes on to, to, to say, like, people are stupid. They actually believed what the hell I was writing. Um, I mean, he actually said to himself, sometimes he's going too far. But I didn't. Which means he would have probably continued it. Um, I don't know why he... I, that's his thing. I don't know why he came out and... Uh, I guess basically admitted, yeah, no, I was full of shit. I don't know why you would do that later. I mean, at this point, he's already duped so many people into believing that Freemasons were bad, uh, a, a myth that continues on to this day that we're Luciferians and Satanists and everything. And you know, again, the church also backed those claims. And, and I don't know, it's it's kind of garbage. But I don't know why he would back up. I, I don't. I, I want to find out what this muckrake's word is. Muckraker. Uh, the muckrakers were reformed-minded journalists in the progressive era in the United States who exposed the established institutions' leaders as corrupt. They typically had a large audience in popular magazines. The modern term generally refers to investigative journalism. Or Oh, so CNN. All right, so they're full of shit. Um, well, let's go back. Um, similar to the motives actuate some of the muckrakes of today. Yeah, so it, it was... It's, He's basically, he he was doing it to make money. And the same way that m these muckrakes or investigative journalisms of the time did, they went and they discredited large organizations because people soaked it up. 
excuse me. Um, yeah, pretty wild. But uh, if you guys are watching live, if you got anything you want to add or anything uh, comments you want to make, I'll definitely read them. Um, I'm sitting right here. If you got anything you guys want to add to that, uh, the only thing that I don't like is right here where it says the Luciferian quote it, to the right of, um, to the right of the where the writing is. There's actually a little, a little footnote or a little thing. It says part of a series on Freemasonry. <laughs> this is all horseshit. Um, it's kind of sad, but anyway, I think I pretty much covered everything. I think uh, next episode we're going to come back and uh, I'm going to cut this one a little short because, again, not much really to cover here. The guy admitted lying. Uh, oh, one, one, one last thing I want to do before I'm sitting here. Yeah, I don't know what paladins are. It, it doesn't let me click on the damn paladins thing, so I have no idea. It doesn't let me like figure out what the word paladins mean or paladinists, if it is. Um, I mean, there's really not much to cover here. Uh, the only thing I would say is for all those who are conspiracy theorists and think that we're evil and bad and devil worshippers and burying kids in the basement or whatever the crazy thing you come up with. I mean, all I can tell you is just read this Wikipedia article, and it's Wikipedia. <laughs> it, it, it's it, Wikipedia. I, I, I shit on Wikipedia, but they do have a lot of good stuff in there. Some of it a little far-fetched, but sometimes they get the story wrong. But in this case, I, I think they're pretty much on. Um. I don't know. I wish I knew why he decided to finally come out and say. But then again, I, I mean, I'm not trying to give this guy credit or anything, but he did say from the jump that he goes, I just did it to be a joke. He's like, and people soaked it up. And I guess this is in 1907. He started his writings in 1890. So I, I, I don't even know how old he was. It doesn't say how old he was. Um, or when he was born. My assumption is probably that he made his money. He got everything he wanted. He made his money. He got fought popular. He got famous. And then at the end, he's like, yeah, I bullshitted you all. But there are some people that still will believe these things. They will still believe. Even if he comes out and admits it, they're like, no, no, he was forced. The Masons got him. They pinned him down in the basement. They told him they're going to bury him with the babies and, uh, that's what they did. So there's people that are still going to believe even after he's admitted he lied. I admitted. You guys are stupid. I, I basically... Uh, let's see here. Matt Goldswizzle. Sorry, I've just seen the thing pop across. Didn't Taxel admit he made up that one source of his it was a woman? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't say here that he made her up. Um, Uh, let me see here. Right here. I'll read this part right here. When indicting such such slush as the story of the devil snake who wrote prophecies on Diana's back with the end of his tail, I sometimes said to myself, hold on, you're going too far. My readers even took kindly to the yarn of the devil uh, in order to marry a mace. Hold on one second. There was somewhere else where I seen Diana Vaughn. Maybe I can click on her name and see if it brings her up. Diana. Uh, where the hell is she? Yeah, so I can I can click on Thomas Vaughn, but the so-called Diana Vaughn. Yeah, he mu he basically must have have lied about her. She wasn't even a real person. I guess you're right, Matt. No, I think you're right because it says the so-called Diana Vaughn in quotes. 
Uh, and they have a picture here, the general inspector of the Peladum. Uh, but you can't, like, click on her name, right? So it's got Thomas Vaughn. Because if you click on his name on, in Wikipedia, it brings him up. He was actually a philosopher. He's a real dude. I guess you can go down to his children, but nope, you don't got children there either. Uh, but there's no Diana Vaughn. So, yeah, he must have made her up. And that's probably why when he said, oh, yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to introduce you to the, to the press. Because remember, that was the whole reason why um, he, uh, when he did his confession, he said he would introduce Diana Vaughn to the press. Yeah, so he must have been bullshitting about that too. And then when they were all waiting for Diana Vaughn to show up, he's like, yeah, he shows up by himself. He's like, hey, I fed you all a line of BS and you all bought it. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 now that you mention it, Matt, yeah, I think he, he lied. He, she wasn't a real person. So uh, that's crazy. Man, it's genius if you think about it. It's a money-making scheme. Getting the good graces of the church. Church probably throwing the money all left and right. Come on. He had it made. And then, yeah, toward the end of his life, or not maybe the end of his life, but after he made his money, uh, clearly he came over here to the National Magazine and Illustrated American Monthly. He made his way over from France to America because he made his money in France, came over to America. He's going to go sit up in the hills and live fat and happy in his in, in his house. And uh, he made my money, and he's like, eh, I'm out. <laughs> that's that's sounds good to me. That's crazy. Uh, and, yeah, and when he did this, uh, interview with the National. It was in September 1906. He died March 31st, two, uh, 1907. So literally less than a year later. That's crazy. But makes sense. It was a money-making scheme. Perfect. I mean, can't fault him for making money, but you can't fault him for going after an organization that he knew nothing about. He made up all these wild claims. And this is why, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, please don't take this, I'm not getting political or anything, but, you know, just, if you see something on the internet, if you see something you read or you hear about, just check your sources. Make sure it's actually real. I mean, people back then, I mean, it's no different than today. You know, I think that we have this thing about, you know, modern days. Oh, my God, the media is so crazy. It ain't much different. It's the same shit that they did right here. Leo Taxil. Perfect example of somebody who is a story writer or a bookseller and and uh, he basically bullshitted you and you bought it. Uh, OG White Owl, any thoughts on the Vatican hoarding plants and ultra rare berries? I'm sure they do. Uh, do you think the Catholic Church, let's be clear, Catholic Church is, in a sense, its own government. They have a lot of money, and if you don't think they doomsday prep, you are crazy. I guarantee you they got all kinds of stuff down there. Um, so, I believe it. Man, it's an interesting question. I don't know why they would go with plants and ultra-rare berries and just hoard whatever the hell they want. I mean, I imagine they have all kinds of stuff. I'm sure they got stacked full of guns and, and cans of beans and green beans. They got them from the Masons. Right before our meetings, they come in and they take all of our green beans because that's what we do. Um, that's pretty crazy, though. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. I'm probably going to shut this down momentarily because uh, not really much to cover. The guy's a BSer, and uh, it's a lie that is propagated to this very day, unfortunately. So anyway, for the Freemasons podcast, 
I am right, Worship Brother George Mudry, signing off. Thank you for all who tuned in. Hold this. Hold up. Have you heard about that Norwegian seed vault? Yeah, I have heard about that. Um, it's pretty cool. It's actually uh, in the frozen. I think it's like a big giant metal building in like the frozen tundra way up north that has every seed of plant on the planet. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, anyway, I'm going to log off now. Thank you all for tuning in for the Freemasons Podcast. I am Right Worship Brother George Mudry signing off. Thank you for all who tuned in. Catch you next time.